Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What is up guys? In this video, I'm going to be going through my top 30 running backs for week 14 of the NFL season. So just this one specific matchup. If you're watching and you're enjoying the content, do me a huge favor, hit that like button. And if you are not subscribed, subscribe to the channel so you can see more content like this. And let's just jump right into it. Starting it off at the top, number one, we have Austin Eckler. I feel like rest of season with Jonathan Taylor on by, this number one spot is just going to flip-flop between Eckler and Taylor. Obviously no Taylor this week, so it's Austin Eckler here at the number one spot. After him, I have Alexander Madison. So right now, Dalvin Cook is currently listed as questionable. Personally, I do not expect him to play today. Obviously, if he plays, Alexander Madison is out of here, and Dalvin Cook is going to slot in probably like a mid- to high-end RB1, kind of just got to see how the reports are. You know, is he going to be splitting time? All of that stuff. But if Delvin Cook is out, you fire up Alexander Madison as a high-end RB1 play. Alvin Kamara may make his return this week. Missed, I believe, four games with a knee injury. He was a full participant Wednesday, which is basically great news that you are very likely to play come Sunday. And then his backup, Mark Ingram, got added to the COVID list. So he may need to be the workhorse right away. It didn't go well when Tony Jones was getting touches in that game where both Kamara and Ingram were out. So he's going to return as like a high-end RB1 play. Then we've got three guys who I thought were very close together this week. Najee Harris, Leonard Fournette, and Joe Mixon. Kind of these guys bordering between high-end RB1s and mid-tier RB1s. I think you could kind of flip these players in any specific order, but all great options this week and rest of season. At number seven, I have Cordero Patterson. Continues to get work both in the receiving game and on the ground. He is going to continue to be a locked in, you know, RB1 moving forward. I have Antonio Gibson here at number eight, and this could slightly change depending on his injury to his backup, JD McKissick. When McKissick is out, we see Antonio Gibson just dominate the touches but he gets the important touches, which are, you know, he's in on the two-minute drills. He already has the goal line work for the most part, but then he gets almost all the receiving work, which is something we know he can do. But when McKissick is in there, he takes a lot of that from Gibson. So if McKissick is active, I think you see Gibson fall to more of like a high-end RB2 range. But if McKissick is out, he's a very solid RB1 play. At number nine, I have Josh Jacobs. Someone I just continue to get higher and higher on facing off against the Chiefs with Kenyon Drake out. He continues to operate as a three down back, getting much more of the receiving role than I thought he would coming into the season. At number 10, I have Nick Chubb. This Browns offense has definitely struggled going up against the Ravens, who is the team they played before they went to bye. The run game did not look good, but you know, Nick Chubb's going to have those games when he doesn't get into the end zone. He's just not going to produce. I think he's still, you know, a low end RB1 moving forward. Now we kind of get into this range of RBs who are a little bit banged up. Starting it off here with Elijah Mitchell. If Elijah Mitchell was fully healthy, he would slide in in this like Joe Mixon, Cordero Patterson range. He is that good of a fantasy asset. But right now, he is dealing with a knee irritation and is in concussion protocol. So two things that are not great for his status on Sunday. You also have the backup, Jeff Wilson dealing with an injury. So it is possible that Jermichael Hasty turns into the RB1. We may actually see Trey Sermon get on the field again. 
you know, which is just going to give hope to some of those Trey Sermon owners, but just kind of something to evaluate here. He may not be able to have that workhorse, you know, workload if he does suit up. Number 12, David Montgomery, also dealing with some injuries. He's actually dealing with shoulder, groin, and glute issues. So a lot of different areas there that are sore for David Montgomery. We'll see if he suits up on Sunday night. If he does not, it's going to be Khalil Herbert operating as the Bears RB1. Aaron Jones comes in here at number 13. He's someone I really liked coming into the season. Still a very solid play, but this is definitely more of a committee with him and A.J. Dillon. I kind of thought, you know, both were going to get touches. That was pretty clear, but I thought Aaron Jones would be a pretty clear, you know, number one option. A.J. Dillon, number two. It's kind of forming into a 1A, 1B type of deal. Obviously doesn't help that Aaron Jones missed some time with injury, which kind of gave A.J. Dillon a foot in the door, but still, you know, a borderline RB1 play this week for Mr. Aaron Jones. James Robinson here at 14. This is a weird situation. So he was benched on Sunday for fumbling. I don't know if you guys saw that play, but I mean, Aaron Donald just absolutely manhandled him, like ripped him to the ground and the ball out at the same time. Crazy impressive play from Donald. But then James Robinson ended up being sat, you know, for I think the majority of the first half. I just don't understand this philosophy by coaches. The players make a mistake. You just totally yank them out. Now they come back in. They're passive. They don't want to fumble the ball. And you're just straight up missing out on one of your best offensive pieces. They asked Trevor Lawrence about it, and he totally stuck up for James Robinson. He basically said James Robinson was one of their most talented players, and they need him out on the field. And he also kind of made it sound like it had been resolved. So something was talked about, and it looks like James Robinson will be that RB1 once again. I just really hope the Jaguars move on from Urban Meyer. There's a lot of talent on this team with James Robinson, Trevor Lawrence. I think, you know, with a different head coach, this offense could have been a lot better. But for this season, it may just not come around. So a high-end RB2 for James Robinson. At 15, I have James Conner. Definitely a fall off from his ranking in previous weeks, but this is because it looks like Chase Edmonds is going to make his return. I still think James Conner is a very solid fantasy play moving forward, especially, you know, Chase Edmonds probably isn't going to reclaim his full role right away, but it definitely limits James Conner's work in the receiving game. A lot of that is going to be going to Chase Edmonds. At number 16, I have Daryl Henderson. This is also a weird situation here with some injuries. So Daryl Henderson basically missed all week of practice, ended up suiting up for the game, but was just an emergency option. So we saw Sony Michelle operate as the RB1. So, you know, is Henderson going to be fully healthy? This is just one we need to monitor leading up to Sunday, see how this split is going to be. So right now I have him at 16, but you know, this could move honestly up or down. If it looks like it's going to be a full-on committee, he's going to move down. If he's going to reclaim that RB1 role, then he moves up. After Henderson, I have Javante Williams. It looks like Melvin Gordon is going to be good to go this week, but after his dominant performance in week 13, I just have to think this committee is going to shift from 50-50 to like a 60-40 in favor of Javante Williams. They have a really solid matchup this week, so I think he can operate as a solid running back too. Then we've got two stud running backs who were high picks, Ezekiel Elliott and Saquon Barkley. Zeke still dealing with that knee issue. Came out and basically said, like, I will not be sitting. You can't take me out of the lineup. Not great because this is just going to be an ugly committee between him and Tony Pollard. 
Saquon Barkley has just not been producing, still kind of dealing with that ankle injury a little bit, and just on a terrible Giants offense. So mid-tier RB2 grades for both of those guys. At 20, I have Clyde Edwards-Alaire on a good offense, just not going to be getting, you know, those workhorse touches. You know, he's kind of in that situation between a clear RB1 and a committee, you know, like he's the number one guy, but he's definitely not getting, you know, every single touch out of that backfield. I have Devonta Freeman at 21, actually pretty similar situation to CEH. You know, he's the running back one, people know it, but Latavius Murray is definitely still in there and involved. I have Jamal Williams here at 22. I mean, this is definitely if DeAndre Swift is unable to go. If Swift can go, he's going to be an RB1 this week. At 23, I have Kareem Hunt. This kind of seems low, but you know, he's coming off of an injury, didn't play well in his first game back. Then they had a bye. So let's just see how this Browns offense looks. And if he just kind of returns to the production, he was putting up pre-injury, which was very, very solid. Rounding out the top 24, it's going to be Chuba Hubbard. Should be taking over that RB1 role with Christian McCaffrey out for the season. Then we've got some handcuffs here. 25, AJ Dillon. 26, Tony Pollard. I think both of these players are going to be very involved in their respective games, but more as an RB2, you know, kind of role. 27, I have Chase Edmonds expected to return off of IR Monday night. We'll see how that progresses. If he does not come off of IR, James Robinson shoots back up as like a mid-tier RB1. Melvin Gordon at 28, kind of already talked about him. Limited participant Wednesday. It's a good sign for him being able to go on Sunday, but hopefully is in more of that 40 role of a 60-40 split. And then to round out this list, 29 and 30, We've got a pair of Texans running backs, Deonta Foreman and Dontrell Hilliard. Really tough, you know, to break down this overall backfield. I think Foreman has the safer route to opportunities. Hilliard's outcomes range from someone who, you know, has the best role in the offense to someone who's not even getting touches if they bring Jeremy McNichols back into his original role. So we're really just going to have to wait and see what this Titans offense looks like on Sunday. But that is going to wrap it up for my top 30. Stay tuned. I'm going to have my wide receiver, quarterback, and tight end weekly rankings posted today. So you guys can go check those out. Thank you so much for stopping by for all the support. I really appreciate it. And I'll see you guys next time.